hide it so that he reformed. <laughs> but like we couldn't use any of this. We could the scaffolding would have to be made out of like ultra silent material. Oh god, of course, yeah. <laughs> so it'd be like like made out of like PVC or like replacement leather, like some vegan le- some vegan leather scaffolding. To, 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 to sort of like and like put like eggshells like line the room with eggshells to try and I yeah. to, to make you as silent as possible <laughs> I've, not, I've forgotten what the aim was here just like censor, you try to censor me <laughs> like, yeah. what was it I was trying to um, one time I was trying to um, police your queer body you just police yeah. me yeah. yeah that was that was <laughs> I think that's your best accusation. You policing my queer body. I, like, I, was like, I, was, I still, I still think back to that sometimes because I'm like, does that is that like does that mean my body is not queer? <laughs> I, I'm not like attached to the queerness or not queerness of my body. Yeah. But like, I like maybe I should start like I should start focusing more on whether the bodies that I interact with are queer or not. No, because like no, like just because you're policing my queer body doesn't mean your body's not also queer. It just means yeah. like my... <laughs> yeah. it just means yours is policing mine, and that's kind of straight. Careful <laughs> 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 touching the table. Oh no! Speaking of your queer body <laughs> and policing, um, okay, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because I was I was asked about queerness um, recently. I can't remember what for. Um, and stuff. Ah, yeah, I think it was an interview with Seraphin. Hi, Seraphin. Um, yeah. And um, and <laughs> he asked, like, uh, like something like, "What do you think about like the sort of like the commodif- commodification of queer in yeah. like, in performance and the arts and stuff?" And I was like, "Well, I think in order for like um, like for us to have a problem with." Like the oh, because it's Pride Month. Happy Happy Pride. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like in order Ugh. for us to like really get upset about like the commodification of queer by like by like you know straight artists or whatever. Yeah. Um, like we would first have to make queer um something that's worth defending, and yeah. I'm just not entirely convinced that that's always the case. <laughs> but like, so like a lot of times, like you can't take our sort of like, uh, <sighs> like what's the this this like. Like like extreme like uh, like minute uh, t- tax taxonomical yeah I don't know yeah like this cataloging of all of the quirks of my identity yeah <laughs> like it's like who cares shut up shut up <laughs> this is a happy pride shut up happy pride shut up yeah. <laughs> do some poppers yeah. but you know actually I um because because there there are all these memes going around about. Because no, I think it's a different thing entirely when uh, brands, like not brands, when, when corporations are, mm. are like co-opting our identities in order to sell products yeah. for one month a year. But like, but like you know, have never made any sort of like dangerous statements about like in support of us when yeah. they really would have counted. Um, because like, and of course, because who would expect like a company, uh, like yeah. a, a li- a, like an, a, a collection of uh, individuals relating to, to each other that's like has an architecture that's explicitly based upon uh, exploitation. So who yeah. would expect that to like, like be able to contribute in some way to liberation, but still it's so sick. And yeah. then I rode past Verdi, which is like um, this, um, uh, a big trade union in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like one of their buildings and they had a pride flag outside. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that actually means something. Yeah. Cause they're not, they don't make any money by doing that. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, this is how it could feel like, yeah. like this is, this is a real display of solidarity. Yeah. And it stands in stark contrast to, um, these, 
other ones. Yeah, <laughs> like Coca-Cola and all this shit. Well, I saw a really good meme about this, like, God bless memes. Uh, but basically, it was, it was like a uh, info posting, like, and I can't remember who posted it, so that was all completely useless information. I should have just said it. And pretended it was my idea, so that I sounded really clever. So anyway... I'm I, liking the detour. Yeah, <laughs> the scenic yeah. route. Yeah. Anyway, basically, the thing is, right, as well, though, is that all these companies, like, lots of these companies now who are, like, having all these floats of pride and all of this stuff, or, like, doing all these things, having these huge pride campaigns, are actually international campaigns. And international companies and but they're only displaying pride things in the global north where yeah. pride actually and it's basically as well it's not it was it's not and the actually, west as in well. the west yeah, yeah. In, the, in the west in the global north yeah in the, the global northwest in the anglosphere um in places where a liberation movement has already happened and become normalized and so it's actually a form of value alignment to make mm, them look exactly. like yeah like they're impated thing and so the thing is right is that these companies have they aren't trying to spread this message in any of the markets in which it would actually be potentially radical to do any of these mm -hmm. things, which they are also operating in in other countries mm -hmm. and things. Like Russia or Saudi Arabia or right. Iran or something, yeah. I think Russia especially is a really great example yeah. because it's obviously, it's one of the BRIC countries and then, um, and yeah, it's right in all these things. So obviously there's... One of the what countries? BRIC countries, Brazil, Russia, India and China, which are... BRIC, right. Brazil, Brit. Russia, India and China, okay. Yeah, Brazil, Russia, and India, China, they're all basically, basically they're all sort of had their like heavy industrial, like capitalistic mm. industrialization, or capitalist, they all sort of become part of the, this contemporary Anthropocene sort of like thing, like sort of behind, the, in a group sort of behind the Anglo-Saxon countries mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. But I only really heard it very briefly a, a number of years ago, so okay. I'm not very sure about the thing. I just know it's, it's basically not part of, it's not the Global South. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. In the same sense. Anyway, I'm... Oh, God, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm... Basically, <laughs> look, okay. I feel like... I'm not for the gay imperialism. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I was for any imperialism, it would have to be with a limp wrist. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Obviously, anti-imperialists and this sort of shit. The point is, companies aren't doing shit. They didn't make the, they didn't make the point back in the day when it mattered, and they yeah. still aren't making the point now when they could be. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. And that's funny, because that actually brings us to our um, topic uh, for today. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't at it all. It doesn't at all, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it brings us to our topic for today, which... Uh, but before we get to that, I am Queen of the Heavens and of the Earth, Empress of Despair, Architect of Your Eternal Suffering, Olympia Bukakis. Ooh, and I'm here. I'm oozing gloop. <laughs> and you're listening to our podcast, Slowly. Hey. <laughs> and, um, uh, 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 yeah. So, and what is, what is our topic for today? <laughs> so our topic for the day is vaccines. Vaccines. Yes, which if you're noticing a slightly lacklustre uh, energy coming from Olympia today, it's because we already recorded this. Yeah. And one of us fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. Guess which one it was. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, it's like it's like this this like this is all like stuff something like that is always going to happen once. It is a shame that it did happen on literally the best episode that like we have ever recorded. It was like it was so elegant. Like the dramaturgy of it was beautiful, and like there was some really funny moments, really compelling moments. And you know, maybe if you dear listeners do want to hear uh, my half. Of that did yeah. get recorded, then maybe I can upload that one day. However, Oozing Gloops was the recording that never began. Uh, <laughs> so did you just like forget to press record? Or... I didn't even open the program. You didn't even open the program. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. 
I completely blank forget this. It's been recording. I was yesterday. I had to go back to my place on Hermannstrasse. So I was at Hermannplatz waiting, and I had to wait. I waited eight minutes on the platform for the train because I just missed it. It was taking so long. I just sat there for the entire time. Got on the train, went to the stop. I got the U7 instead of the U8. I was completely the wrong I platform. I have done that. I have done that. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is, but the thing is that it's the kind of thing that could happen to anyone. But often happens <laughs> <I'm> to <doing laughs> <that>. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing it again for the second time. But no, the, the lackluster thing is just that I'm somehow tired because today it's so humid. It's yeah. moist. It's moist. It's and muggy. I'm, 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 I'm wearing... I'm wearing a gorgeous top, which I bought at for 70 euro and it's like Hot. silk and cotton. And then I got it home and then I washed it and then it like twisted around and came out like this mangled mess. And it's like, it's a singlet, right? Yeah. And it's a, what do you, what do you call that in, in non-Australian English? This? Uh, a wife beater. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure we don't. <laughs> no, it's uh, just a shirt, like a vest. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think he's so, gonna be in white with a can of Stella, but <laughs> And so I, I got this and then I got home and then washed it and it like came out of mangled mess and I looked and it says dry clean and only. Who like <laughs> who makes a fucking singlet that's dry clean only? Also, I don't I don't believe in dry clean only clothes unless it's like an exquisite ball gown or something like that. It's like if it's a regular item of clothing and it's like like, like, it's such a reach to be like, like, so say you're an item of clothing, right? Yeah. And then you're like, you know, a shirt or a pair of pants or something. And then being like, oh, I'm dry clean only. Yeah. It's like, it's like being uh, like these people who pretend to be uh, like, have a gluten intolerance. Like, like, they're just like, oh no, sorry. I can't eat bread like working, like the working class. Sorry, yeah. No, no, that's for me. It's not for me. If I eat lots of bread, then I feel really full. So I must have some sort of. And yeah. it's like, like, that's like pants having, uh, like, like <laughs> pants claiming to be dry clean only. It's like, you fucking aren't. And if you can't pull yourself together and get through a washing machine, yeah. then you have no business being pants. That's the way I'm going to raise my kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you're going to give them the pants talk and they're going to be yeah. so confused. Like, yeah. Why is, what would your, what would your parental pronoun be? Tr- Trum? Oh god, it's something terrifying. Gloop. Gloop. <laughs> Why is Gloop talking about me being pants again? Yeah. And you're like, now listen here, pants. pants. I can imagine you calling a child pants. Yeah, and then also I do that right before I put them through the washing machine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because that's how they get cleaned. Pants. Because you know they say in the old days, like parents used to have have to wash every child individually <laughs> in in the sh- in the bath or shower. And it would take such a long time. And so ever since it's been possible or like like controversially but still possible to wash your children in the washing machine (laughs) it has freed up the the amount of domestic labor that has been necessary and therefore advanced feminism by decades literally it's (laughs) period Period. (laughs) (laughs) don't even get me started on tumble dryers yeah oh my god I kind of want to get you started on the tumble drive. I don't know. I'm just like fully here for the mechanization of childcare. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, because, um, <laughs> just feminism. No, because it's a brave new world. Yeah. It's a brave new world. And <laughs> I am 
Putting kids in the dryer. Yeah. 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 No one likes a sopping child. No, no. Yeah, God. Oh, imagine that every time a child starts crying, like, you'll go in the dryer yeah. again if you yeah, continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, one of my least favourite garments is leaking. <laughs> I once made, I once wrote a, a, a song. Um, I wrote a song. It was like a low key rap. Like it wasn't a rap. It was just, I couldn't really sing. So I spoke. So yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, and it was called dress made out of faggots and it was, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, um, it was about a a, a fag hag, like a woman with all gay friends. And she, um, realized that she had nothing to wear and, and she was hanging out with all of these fags before going out. And then yeah. so uh, she sewed them all together yeah. um, and then wore them. And one of the lines was, even my dress is well-dressed. <laughs> yeah. Just made out of faggots. And I never smoke weed, like never. Yeah. But this song came about when I smoked weed and I was like, this is the most brilliant idea I've ever had in my life. Dress made out of faggots. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh my God, this is, and I like could hear it in my head and I was like, God, this is brilliant. I had to write it all down. <laughs> And then, and then uh, I was no longer high. And then I thought, actually, I don't think that I will produce this song. Oh my god! Seriously, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I never made the song. Yeah, I never. That's why I'm not a famous. Rapper. Wait, what? You didn't do it. You didn't do. It. I thought you said you did it. As a I wrote the lyrics down. No, no, I never performed it. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, no, I found. Uh, no, it's going to yeah. be published after I die, like in the, like the the Bukakis manuscripts. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way about any song that I've ever written as well. You've like, written songs? I have one. I there was one I was called uh, "I'm Too Punk to Douche." Oh, that's disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> oh, one of the lyrics was, Oh, feet, please, Father, don't stop the slam, even though it's seeping from my anal clam. So like yeah. my, my my being grossed out by uh, the name of this song is not the idea of not doing <laughs> yeah. it. like there's a lot of very important uh, uh, what's the word intestinal flora yeah uh, that get washed out with douching. It's that it, like yeah. it is, uh, like if anyone ever has any reservations about doing it, then you're an asshole if you um, have a problem with that. However, mm. I was worried about where the song would go, and it turned out that I was right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting actually because also as well that recently, so recently I threw, I was uh, I was at my mum's place and I threw out loads of really old sentimental stuff and. Uh, nine out, like eight out of ten people, autistic people have problems with their gum. 
Mm-hmm. And so I've had gut problems like loads, like uh, for years and years and years and years, and like it just it's like like ruined my eyes at various points and stuff. And I threw out all this stuff, and then like literally overnight, basically, like my gut just like came back round. And so then now recently, and then also, and so I just I've been my gut health has never been better. Mm-hmm. And then I also was in quarantine, so I ordered a bunch of dildos. And then I was like, it just turns out I don't actually need to douche anymore because my gut health has got so good. Because so, you threw out a bunch of objects. Yes, like old sentimental <laughs> things. So, so kill so, your childhood, regain agency over your asshole. Ta da. That, like, that does sound like a good idea. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. 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 Um,. Ah, yeah. I'm realising that this episode is supposed to be about vaccines. Yes, but actually, <laughs> basically, the thing is right. Yeah, so is wh- that... why is it? Why is it that you wanted to talk about vaccines? Because this was your idea. And, oh yeah, know, because vaccines cause... Wait, 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 because vaccines cause autism! <laughs> <laughs> and the gut problems, and what you didn't realise is this was a clever segue, because... Was. It was was that's yeah. just me saying a random word at you. Was 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 was, 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 was because basically gastro uh, gastroenterologist, which means gut study doctor, and Dr. Andrew Wakefield was the person who released the seminal paper saying vaccines cause autism. <laughs> Did you know that the word seminal and seminal. the word semen? Have the same root. Shut up. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Oh my like that God. word just means jizzy, seminal. <laughs> yeah, jizzy. Yeah. He released the jizzy paper. <laughs> the jizzy paper. Yeah, because it, it seminates, uh, like it, it seminates further thought, or it, like it, like yeah. That's yeah. absolutely filthy. Yeah. Like also just a sign of like the patriarchy in society. I mean, you would never say like the, the like the fallopian thesis. Yeah. The ovarian. The, the yeah. The ovarian paper. Yeah. That sounds a lot. <laughs> the ovarian moment. Yeah. I mean, quite like the very moment. I also kind of like the idea of like pulling out this scientific study and it's just covered in cum, and you're like, oh. <laughs> you're like, oh, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna need to put this under the microscope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just like uh, open this book on like, yeah. like on like 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 evolutionary biology, and it's just like cum on every page. And you're like, hmm. It, it is a bit confusing that there's come on every page, but it just seems like such important research. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, in my biology class at yep. college, I did biology. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and the teacher used to, uh, I always used to be late for obvious reasons, uh, which is I'm always late. And the yep. teacher used to write down that I was late and other teachers used to just like give me a pass. And so basically, if you were more than a certain amount late, you would lose a certain benefit. There was like a certain welfare. There was benefits. There was a welfare benefit to get you to go to college uh, called ESA or something like that. Not ESA. I don't remember what it was called. It was something about. It was something like some kind of allowance. Is this like a community college thing? Or? No, it was just basically a thing where you get like thirty quid a week or something like that. Like, okay. Which on top of the other money that I was getting per week would mean I would have enough money to get absolutely ratted at the week each weekend. Yeah. And so the thing is though is that part the one thing that stood between me and getting absolutely ratted was this biology teacher. Yeah. Who then one time he reported me down as being um being late when I was late, and I got very angry about that. And so there was a pile of textbooks next to me, and I opened up uh, and just during the class I opened up all thirty of them and wrote cunt in the front cover. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, we just like fully, fully got it out. I was like, oh, that's great, that's fine. Everything was fine. Then about two or three months later, we changed modules and we had to use those textbooks. 
<laughs> Did they know it was you? I got, bu- I mean, I got busted because every like he started, like there was a, a number in the front of each page, each cover, and he had to open it up to say, "Oh, so and so is going to be assigned this one to make sure you don't graffiti in it or anything." I was like, "Oh my god, it, it says an awful word in front of it." Wait, let me see. Oh my god, this one does too, and this one. They all contain this word. How did they find out it was you then? Because I was pissing myself in the back of the class while uh, I was typing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he said, he said, hey, if you come clean now, you won't, I won't tell anyone else and we'll just sort out between us. So I admitted to it and then I immediately got in trouble with the principal of the college. <gasps> oh my God, what a fucking liar. Yeah, he was a fucking narc bastard. Yeah. So never admit to anything. One time when I, my parents, um, speaking of fucking lies. <laughs> My parents uh, told me that they weren't going to take me to this fun park that I wanted to go to. And then they went into a cafe to get a coffee. I was very, very young. And so I just locked all the doors. And I was like, well, they can't come back in uh, to the car until they take me to this fun park. And then I was like, I'm not letting you in unless we can go to the fun park. And my mum said, okay, we can go to the fun park. And I was like, fantastic. Fantastic. And I got in and she's like, we're not going now. And I was like, (laughs) yeah. She is lucky I did not have access to the words that I have access to now. I would have demolished her. But as it stood, I cried and then realized that actually I was probably not going to win any sort of power games with my parents. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, they're straight up like, well, ha, like you're locked on the outside of the car and I'm on the inside of the car, but I'll let you in the car if only you drive me to this specific lane. Yeah, but also it's so dumb because it's like parents don't die from being locked outside of cars, but children do die from being locked (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, ha ha, I've engineered the the perfect situation of dominance. I've locked myself as a child in a small, <laughs> in a small car. <laughs> and on a hot service day. Yeah, well, <laughs> victory. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine if you'd have like actually like got dehydration, like 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 been thoroughly dehydrated, like they had to call emergency service to smash it open, and then yeah. there was like you on the news on a stretcher, <laughs> and they were like, "What happened?" And you were just like on there going, "They didn't take me to the back." <laughs> Your problem was you didn't yeah. hold out for long enough. Yeah, yeah, okay. totally, totally, <laughs> totally. But I also like, I think I was, I, as a child, I wanted to be really, really stubborn. And yeah. so I would be like, I'm never speaking to my parents again. And my parents would be like, hi. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck. Fuck. God damn it. Ah, yeah. never again. Yeah. Oh, wait, like, what are you doing? Time, yeah, I went down, I ran away. And I was like, I'm never going back. Because like, you know, I don't know. They didn't allow me to have an ice cream or something. Yeah. And, um. I ran away and I was like, I'm never going back. And then I like ran like two houses down or something and like hung out. And then I was like, God, this is boring. And then I was like, well, they're probably really upset by now. And then I ran back and I said, I decided to come back. And they're like, from where? And I was like, I ran away. (laughs) And they were like, oh. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, like you can't win your parents' respect by... By, by coming home. Yeah, by coming home. <laughs> you need to run away. That's why I'm in Berlin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like one day I was like, no, enough. And I just, I ran all the way to Berlin and now they're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're probably quite glad. Oh, Limpy's doing well over there in, yeah. in, in the old world, in the place <laughs> of culture. <laughs> this is your approach. Oh my God, you have such colonial ideas about what Australia is like. Yeah, like, I mean. Yeah, like, oh, in the old world with the culture. We have writing in Australia <laughs> <laughs> yes. we actually have a much higher living standard than in the UK 
It's <laughs> true. It's true. We have a much higher... Like Australia consistently comes... Uh, uh, it's come like... Uh, in one of the highest rankings in terms of living standard in the world because of a greater, uh, much a much better redistribution of wealth um, and also sun. And for some reason, unlike a lot of British people, we have lips. <laughs> we have lips. So say what you will about the antipodes, but say it through your tiny British lips. <laughs> Never paid you for a nationalist, Limpy. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to sing the anthem? Of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I stressed out some Australian friends who were visiting once when we were at an after party by grabbing a chair and waving it over my head and singing the Australian National Anthem. I didn't even know that I could, re- uh, that I still remembered it, but we had to sing it every week at, uh, at uh, school assembly. That's what Do you have insane. to sing God Save the Queen in school? No. Like British really? people, yeah, no. Like British people, like the, the British people don't have to care about the Queen and that's why they all love her. Yeah, right. It's weird. Honestly, it's like a life hack where basically, like, the thing is, is it's impossible for a British person to not have some kind of opinion on the royal family. Yeah. Like, even, like, if the problem is if someone talks to about it, it just it even sets me off. And I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck about these. Da, 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 da. And I'm suddenly like, wait, I've actually expended all this energy talking about this lizard person. I think I love Princess Diana. <laughs> is that... Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, everyone loves Princess Diana. She's a people's princess. She's named after a moon goddess. Yeah. Oh, well, isn't Diana Artemis as well? Yeah, I have no fucking idea why people think it matters in any way, shape, or form that she's named after a fucking goddess. Like... Well, you brought it up. I know, but I, it's because people are always talking about this, but they're mentioning I just love her. her because she, she, um, she just seemed like a really human person and a very kind person. She was, and the rest of the royal family lizard people. They are disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't help that she's much prettier than all of them. Yeah. You... And also, like, like if you compare... Oh, my God, we're doing this. But if you yeah. compare <laughs> Harry and um, William... Yeah. Like, I think it's a really nice pictorial uh, representation, like a visual representation of what happens when you, um, like, get initiated into the lizard cult that is that family. Oh, God. And what you, when you break out. Yeah. yeah. He, he is, like, a royal dilf, uh, yeah. Harry. But yeah. like Prince William, who was like a royal milf, which yeah. is like a male, like male heir, I like to yeah. fuck. I don't know. Milf! <laughs> milf! A milf. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the only way we'll say it with the teeth. With all the teeth. Milf. Milf. With more teeth than lips. Yeah. Milf. 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 Maybe this is actually where it's... Maybe like the not having lips is a virus that started with... The, the royal family maybe and it's spread out yeah, I was actually talking to uh, uh, an autistic person who I met through the internet and we're having an interesting Zoom conversation and they said they uh, English isn't their first language they speak multiple languages and they said basically that they're convinced that uh, any use of English basically gives you something along the lines of autism Really? <laughs> yeah, really? that was their perspective, and there was because of the way because of the way that English culture is and all of these things and stuff like um. I actually met someone one time who, like, had been, whose, like, older sister was at the same school as Kate Middleton, who got married to Prince William, and apparently from high school, she was obsessed with him, and she was determined to marry him, and she used to have, like, pla- like charts on her wall of how she planned to do this, and then she, so she declined, and she got married to him, and she got initiated in, yeah. I kind of, I do appreciate people who have, like, a creepy determination to get something and then get it. That is, yeah, it's kind of freaky. Ah! Yeah, it's like, unless it's wealth, in which case that's just, like, normal like that's yeah. a, like that's a very considered a very normal obsession but if it's like if it's like you want to be if you want to own like um you know a whole bunch of like i don't know like collectibles or something like that yeah. people who like get really intense yeah. about 
fetishes. 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 It's a fetish. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, Princess Di is a fucking fetish. Like, have you seen the Princess Di Facebook group or any memes from it? No. Oh, yeah. it's really, really Oh, wait, ridiculous. is that the one where people eat off the plate with Princess Di's face and then they give her yeah. different hair? Yes. And they and, and they yes. think it's like a loving dedication? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Amazing. like these really tragic meals with no vegetables in them as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, like, because I, when I die, I, I want, I don't When want, you lady die. Yeah, when I lady die. <laughs> I don't want memorial plates. I want like, I want memorial, like, okay, I don't know what memorial thing I want. I um, want a mem- memorial mirror. So yeah. it's my face is engraved into a mirror. So when you look into them, apart from my eyes, when you look into the mirror, mm-hmm. your eyes are reflected per- back to you perfectly well through this engraving. And so face. they see, so they just see their eyes inside those engraved face. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I want to, I want to appear here on toast oh like, my god like, it's like a gorgeous sourdough slice just coming straight out of the thing and it's, and it's me giving like two big thumbs up like yeah like okay, silver like, tooth glinting yeah 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 like but dressed as the fonz <laughs> I got hair in the afterlife yeah 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 or like or like or like Austin Powers like me as Austin Powers with my with my with my fingers like out in the air and like and with a with a, a speech bubble that says yeah but do I make you horny baby <laughs> do I make you horny yeah, baby like, yeah or like yeah because I always toyed with the idea I think I've spoke about it on this podcast I always toyed with the idea that I wanted to be um, uh, that I wanted to drop my drag career and become an Austin Powers impersonator oh and that God. I wasn't going to tell the person I used to do parties with and yeah. so I was going to go to the toilets like in, in one of the breaks yeah. and then just come back out dressed as Austin Powers <laughs> and then and refuse to bait, break character so when we were introducing the next act I'd be like now for our next shagadelic act yeah baby yeah, yeah. baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean I- Vanessa you're a fembot <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, like this, this queen that I've been performing with for years would just be like, like, have no idea what to say or do. Just like, just Olympia has become an Austin Powers impersonator and won't break character. <laughs> do I make you horny, baby? Yeah. This, yeah, this kind of thing is my bag, baby. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I haven't watched Austin Powers movies in years, and I felt like I escaped from them. But it's then I... full of such brilliant humor. Like his chest hair is shaped like a dick and balls. Yeah, it's also yeah. a look. Yeah, like yeah. it's just a fully a look. Like oh, yeah, like absolutely. velvet suit and all these velvet ruffles. suit. Yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah. Vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, so tell us about why vaccines uh, allegedly cause autism. What is this whole story? Right, vaccines allegedly cause autism because much like your parents, Dr. Andrew Wakefield is a fucking liar. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a conspiracy around this. Like, there's a lot of conspiracies around. It's also, as well, like, it fits in with the same uh, world of conspiracy that Princess Diana was killed by the royal family Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, which is like... uh, mm. Anyway, um, (laughs) let's just do another episode on Lady Diana. (laughs) The people's princess right? after the revolution we can have one princess but only if she's nice um to uh she's n- as nice as lady diana yeah and if she isn't then we know what happens to princesses yeah. after anastasia <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway, so the Andrew Wakefield is a fucking liar. One was in between 1995 and 1998, where him and like 11 other doctors... Okay, slow down, because I I cannot process information this quickly. Okay, so what happened was, is Dr. Andrew Wakefield... A little louder, I can't can't process information this quietly. (laughs) And 11 (laughs) other doctors (laughs) came together to release a study Mm -hmm. on the MMR vaccine. Measles, mumps, and or rubella. Yes, indeed, and or rubella, because uh, as you said in the last episode, what is the magic bullet? Of the autism-causing vaccines. And it's this one. I said that in a really confusing way. Yeah, I'm confused. What? what? It's, it's a very confusing territory, actually. Yeah, because... <laughs> in the paper, yeah. he said... Uh, he and 11 other doctors, I didn't know he that. 11 other, um, it was, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a group study, but he was the okay. one who really, like, you know, he made it his own. Yeah, so it was, like, him, Andrew Wakefield, et al. Yes, um, indeed. Um, I like, I like imagine working really hard all your life oh my fucking God. and like to be a scientist and it's so hard to get funding. It's like, like, you know, it's not an easy career. And then you, you publish this massive paper and you are at Al. I just, I heard it was done because of the, sometimes with the names being alphabetical yeah. as well. So imagine there's just some fucking cunt who like just turned up. Who's like name, like the surname begins with AB. Yeah, like, Doctor uh, Doctor Joe Abba, and then yeah. <laughs> and he gets all the credit, like fucking. Yeah. Uh, but then, um, I think yeah, I think you he can also we... just change your name to Ed L, so if, if people think that you're the one who's done all of yeah. this. But so <clears throat> the the thesis, uh, the hypothesis of this paper is yes. that um, that it's the combination of measles, mumps, and rubella in one handy vaccine. Yeah. that caused autism. That caused autism or autism-like yeah. symptoms. And so what he recommended instead was not to break with vaccines. But to use single dose vaccines, <coughs> so to do three separate ones, and that's mm. because he owned uh, shares in <laughs> the single use vaccines. So, which, which, which vaccine was it? Do you remember? I don't remember. I think it was the measles one. Yeah, it feels like measles. It feels like measles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but so it could have been the mumps. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what mumps are, but it's a really strange name for a disease. Yeah, it's really fucking strange. You can sort of like I don't know mumps. It sounds like someone really annoying at a party. Mumps. Yeah, mumps. Oh, here comes mumps. Yeah, or the mumps. Like, people yeah. who come along. Or like, yeah. like a squad of gays who show up and do really annoying choreographed dances. It's like, oh, oh. mumps are here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In like a really lumpy, try-hard way. Have you all seen them? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they did no attitude. And they're all just really loudly calling each other sis. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're all pointer sisters as well. Yeah. yeah. What? A pointer sister is when a, like, a queer is dancing around and thinks they're really fabulous, but really they're just pointing. Ah, oh, I'm kind of here for that. Yeah, I know. It's always kind of fun as well. But when yeah. it's just, oh, I just, like... I oh. think we might be the mumps. Oh, we the mumps. Oh, fuck, of course. Oh. We're the mumps. You have a very mumpish silhouette. Do I? Well, yeah, that's... it's like the strong shoulders and the shaved head and then also the straight flowing dresses. Yeah. <laughs> and that's mumps? <laughs> I don't know. I just sort of like... It's oh, see, I think I could see myself being a mump. Yeah, a mump. Yeah. It was like... Oh, also like mums with lumps. <laughs> <laughs> mums with lumps. Mums with humps. Mum humps. Yeah, my mum humps. So mumps is just boobs. Yeah. Oh, God, I would really love a case of the mumps, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you with mumps. I has called Dr. Andrew Wakefield. Like, yeah, okay. I can't, Michael, like, we are so bad at staying on track. This episode. So last time was, <laughs> I think, like, like in terms of information and dramaturgy and all of that, that was our best one. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this feels like our least disciplined one. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is completely like that. Yeah. Like, the other thing was that we're more elegant than a swan song. And this yeah. One, yeah. Whereas this is just the cry of, of the meaningless life. Anyway. Yeah, also, like, pretty, pretty dark. 
Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm here for the darkness. I, we do love to paddle in the void. Yeah. Anyway, you know, but then basically one was right, though, is the thing is, right, is that this one study, so basically he wasn't saying get rid of vaccines. He was saying use the single-use vaccine, single, yeah. like the single-use vaccine. Mm. Like, um, don't go for the, like, the combi gadget. Yeah. And basically this was completely ignored and it just causes hysteria among parents where they were just like, oh my God. Uh, like vaccines cause autism like don't get your kids vaccinated it causes huge drops in the rates of vaccination all over the like all over like the western speaking world mm. and the western speak, the, the english speaking, english speaking <laughs> the anglo the anglosphere yeah. like yeah. this sort of areas like that and a big part of that is because of uh, in autism there's a certain point with lots of children where they seem to be normal and then something about their brain chemistry will change or something like that and basically, the autism kicks in, yeah. and uh, you know, it's just sat there waiting, and, but it, and it's like there's a marked difference from one day to the next, or something like yeah, that. It's yeah, it's almost, and it's basically, it's, it's kind of like your child got changed in yeah. life, which is uh, uh, where it's hypothesised. That's where the myth of the changeling comes from. And so, for those who don't know, the myth of the changeling is that um, that the fairies, uh, like in sort of like English or like British folklore, so not like fairies as in like nice Disney fairies, but like you know these like these like some sort of like like nature spirits or whatever who are sometimes good and sometimes bad um (laughs) uh, come and take your baby and replace it with one of their babies yeah or like not the not the kind of fairies like richard simmons and like graham norton not like elton john (laughs) but like the actual faggots (laughs) (laughs) exactly and so they 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 adopt they come and adopt your baby (laughs) yeah they come and take your baby yeah yeah, they're like they just assume that you want to be their surrogate they just like take the baby and they're like oh our family (laughs) and they put they put like they basically they put like a little shitty like a shitty fae baby there they just screams yeah yeah because I was like can you imagine all the fairies being like oh look it's a human baby it's yeah. like getting a micro pig like, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly yeah and that, like just like with micro pigs human babies don't stay that cute they no. grow up to be people and yeah. people are disappointing yeah ooh <laughs> so then did you, did you get chucked out on the streets afterwards <clears throat> yeah so uh, the changeling myth changing uh, myth like yeah. you you were saying this. This oh, is so the one particular, is... particular explanation is because, like, uh, like a baby's temperament can change from one day, from one day to the next. Yeah, it was sort yeah. of this thing, and it's sort of that this is an example of like historical. It's a historical way, like a, 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 a historical autism. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. actually make sense, but like in history, that there has been uh, there's like a folkloric response to like the emergence of autism within communities was to explain it through a form of fairy intervention because it yeah. fits this thing, and that basically as well that a lot of um, a lot of autism organisations in America specifically have come from rich parents who have had their children change suddenly and they want to find out why their child's changed suddenly and because they kind of research they what they really want is an autism cure yeah and that's where a lot of this stuff came from and so then there was this idea that it was oh it's a vaccine that's caused this that some external things happened to our child and that's why they've changed mm-hmm. That this is a very this is a, a narrative that has a lot of uh, a lot of traction yeah. as well because it's very much trying to see autism as something that's very external to to people and it's an external sickness that is mm. caused by like malign elements and that we should just get rid of these things then we have to deal with these like uh, a word that's not very PC <laughs> but it's, and it's like it's also this really sort of like uh, what's the word like pernicious or whatever uh, uh, poisonous like uh, thing of having uh, the discourse about um, uh, autistic or, or neurodivergent mm. people being controlled by uh, non-autistic neurodivergent yeah. people, and so and so yeah. like then like uh, the 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 aims or the goals 
of any particular advocacy or whatever, mm. like can very easily conflict with the actual interests of the people who are concerned. Yeah, so a big one about this is the the charity Autism Speaks in America and like, <clears throat> and there's lots of uh, autistic people online who are talking about this and stuff. And it's kind of funny because it's also, so we have the situation where like, there's all these people who aren't really understanding what vaccines are or how they're working, getting like very upset and scared over the idea that they might potentially cause something that is also a condition that they don't really understand the way it works yeah. <laughs> as well because it's so outside so um anyway like basically it was then also so the thing is though is that this study was just it like lit a fire like people were like oh my god i don't want my child to like i you know i don't want my child to be autistic and so um uh it just caused this complete decline in vaccine rates and all of these things and <clears throat> in 2004 it the guy who ran the magazine that which is called the lancet that was first released this that study yeah that study said that I have to reveal that this study was funded by a big bunch of lawyers who wanted to sue pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> and so it was information created with the explicit purpose of causing some, of causing this kind of upset so that then lawyers could use it to like basically crowbar like piles of cash out of drug companies. Yeah. Like, so it was, uh, it was completely dirty research. And, and it was retracted by The Lancet, right? And mm. also this guy lost his medical license. Yeah, in 2010, so, six years later. Yeah. So there, like any sort of credibility that could have been attached to this study yeah. that was ever at one, including the professional accreditation of the person who yeah, championed yeah, yeah. it, has been shredded. Has been there shredded. Is, and it's is... the only study, it's the only study that created this thing as yeah. well. And in 2011, they went in and they looked at the original data of this study. And even within the study's own data set, it makes, it's completely false, the conclusions they arrived at. And so we can safely say... Yes, we can safely, 100% definitely say... That vaccines cause autism. <laughs> <laughs> I am a double agent here to spread disinformation as part of the autistic agenda. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's about to get it, bitch! Autism Nation is on the rise! A genocide of the neuro... I'm sorry that there is going to be a genocide of a certain neurotype, but baby, that's just the way evolution works. <laughs> so you're like an autistic magneto. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, actually, the more, the longer, the, I mean, the more we go on, we see the Magneto was right. Oh, like I've always thought the yeah. Magneto was right. Like, yeah. like, like always. Yeah. Like this, like Charles Xavier's, like, uh, like, An apologist. But, well, look, because the thing is, X Men articulates a very liberal, uh, yeah. uh, a liberal political outlook. Yeah. And so, and it is very naive about the things, mm. like while being very, like, like very often going into yeah. uh, with remarkable. Well, a lot, detail. a lot of people have worked on it. A lot of people have worked on it at many different times, and so, and it's also it tackled many different issues from many different perspectives. So it's not just one, one thing or that. That said, though, but like for the, the for the purpose of this sentence, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say yeah. Et L wrote this, yeah, and Et L is a liberal douchebag. Yeah, I'm on Magneto's yeah. side. Also, I want to be Mystique, and that's why. I'm oh, saying. I want to be. Mystique too, yeah. like literally. Yeah. I think wanting to be a myst mystique is a very trans femme thing. Yeah, like literally, like just because it's like I don't want to be a woman. I want to be potentially <laughs> all women, 
and no women and also men when I'm bored. Yeah, and then also it was all just like wanting this very strongly and just very exactly this precise thing from childhood. Yeah, and also this heartbreaking thing that she says in the first X-Men movie, which oh is um, people like you were the reason I was afraid to go to school as a child. Oh. Which was like, and then yeah. she like, and then she does like some amazing sexy backflip or something. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God. But also with Mystique, I do wonder if she was afraid to go to school as a child because she like looked like this blue, yeah. um, like this blue, blue uh, like mutant. Yeah. Like if her power is looking like anyone, including people who aren't blue mutants. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. is there like, is there a way that maybe as a child... At school, she could have gone stealth. Or is that problematic? I think it's sort of like how, like, in puberty, you get the acne before you get the boobs. Yeah. And so the ac- you get bullied for the acne, but then you get the boobs and everyone wants to sleep with you. So she was blue. And yeah. then And then she got the ability to change into whoever. Yes, I think so. But it is okay. very, very badly timelined. Yeah. In fact, okay. all of the X-Men is very badly it's timelined. It's so badly timelined. And they're so, they're so laissez-faire about it. Anyway, yeah, vaccines. Um, so I mean, wait, sorry, can we just, like, go back and, like, the fact, well, like, I mean, sorry, sorry, like, like, Mystique is the shape-shifting assassin we need. Oh, my God. In this time. Like, it's also, yeah. it's, like, they, I guess they also, they, they like, the, the movies, any movie representation of her, I think any yeah. representation of her, they're, they're reveling in how much, how cool she is as a character. Yeah. But it is, like... She's so she's, cool. When, when she's doing the most evil possible things, it's just yeah. like, yes, bitch. She's just direct action as well. The other thing is, right, as well, is that she's also, she's Magneto, like, she's, like, Magneto's second command, but she also, like, is a very effective terrorist leader in her own right. And that, <laughs> that is the feminism we need <laughs> right now. <laughs> Mystique, oh my God, Mystique said hashtag me too. <laughs> because she can be anyone. Oh, She's everyone! Oh my god, Gloop, you are you are riding roughshod over all of the taboos oh. in this episode. <laughs> yes! So oh. um uh, so this this was this was debunked, and what's important to like the this uh, what the the vaccines causing autism was debunked. And what's important to know is that children have died as a result of this because there have been resurgences of measles. <coughs> I'm not sure about mumps and rubella. Uh, I'm not sure what mumps is, but um, there have yeah. been resurgences of measles, and children have died as yeah. a result of this. Yeah. yeah so yeah. as an uh, like an in brackets in direct result of. Oh, yeah. of the, uh, the publication of this, uh, uh, like, false uh, article. Oh, he's also gone on. It's not like he just did one dodgy study and that's yeah. the extent. He's gone on to, like, give speeches and campaign against uh, vaccinations as well. So he yeah. radicalised after this as well. Yeah. Um, and so he, he's really made a career. But he used, to of, own, he used to own shares in vaccines. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like literally... But like, I think <sighs> then, then it became more profitable for him to be the spokesperson yeah. for... Uh, like this uh, movement of like concerned middle class white people, um, and well, uh, and and so that's like it is um, it is uh, a very particular like thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also this other thing happening right now. It's called um, MMS. It's miracle. It's called Miracle Mineral Solution, and uh, it sold. Uh, there's lots of people evangelical people in the evangelical church selling this, but then also there's like ho- like homeopathic therapists in the UK selling this like there was a um uh and on on the wikipedia article it's like in the alternative medicine section there's like this picture of this person in like this rainbow aura for like what this is and um basically it's something it's a, it's called miracle mineral solution and it, it says that it will cure autism basically and it's just bleach 
It's oh so demoralized. And parents are like like feeding this to their children and then douching their kids with it as well. And then like what? Yeah, and then like basically children's like stomach linings are like falling out like gut linings are falling out and they call, they're saying, Oh, these are parrot they're saying that these are parasites and worms. And there's like Facebook groups where they post it and stuff. Yeah, people are still trying to basically cure autism but with bleach. That's it that's it's so it's so wild. It's yeah. and it's also the logical extension of like uh like to because it's I think um, this guy wanted to make a quick buck, right? Yeah. And so, uh, and so, the casualty of that are actually existing autistic people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Like, and and, yeah. and 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 people who are, are in a vulnerable situation with mm. their parents, with their parents, yeah. and the parents often like uh, like vulnerable or like in that they're scared or worried yeah. for their children, and so get tricked into abusing their children. Yeah. This is, this is just like because they want their children to be healthy because yeah. there's a certain picture of health and there's a certain ideal of health and yeah. all of these things. And so it's really really pernicious. Yeah. Like and then it's 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 like claiming to uh, operate in the interests of children, some of whom are autistic, right? Because yeah. that's how kids work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like people in general actually one, it's up to one in 68 people has yeah. autism yeah. this is as the diagnostic rates have changed or the diagnostic criteria have changed because so many people weren't because it, it used to be one in 10,000 people it was thought and I think it might be one in 68 and that's also saying that that's also because people who've got very low levels of autism Mm-hmm. In chi- don't get diagnosed in childhood but then they don't not have a problem so they get basically a personality disorder later in life it's getting mm-hmm. called a personality disorder or something or you can have a complete breakdown and it will be something that they can't really diagnose because you've basically gone past a certain uh, some people would say you've gone past a certain cutoff point or something because yeah, like diagnosis is, as an adult is, uh, can be quite difficult to come across right yeah, yeah. It can, yeah it can basically be quite difficult it's also because the thing is right well I have this saying where it's like uh, does this person have undiagnosed autism or are they just wait is this person an asshole or do they just have undiagnosed autism <laughs> and you said it's usually both it's usually right? both it's usually both because <laughs> there's also this is what like other so we talk, I was speaking to someone else about this like problem is like as well as same people face like a continually uh, disabling society yeah. but it's seen as being good to provide support to a disabled person yeah. so then what happens because you're doing a good thing to support this you as an institution you, you as mm-hmm. a person you as a, whoever like you know what I mean like any kind of body or these things you, you you do the good thing and so the person receiving it needs to then also be a grateful and good person yeah. and then also as well the thing is though is that this is just like a plaster on a huge wound or something like that and so when if this person ever gets overwhelmed by this and they act out then they then become bad yeah at which point then it's like well you're being bad and that's and i'm being good and there's this thing and there's this weird rejection thing that then happens and then the support is then taken out yeah from this uh as well and so that it's also that basically is that healthcare and care around this is not something that can then be moralized as well or the moralization of this yeah is super difficult and it's just one of these things where basically if we just spent the entire time thinking about how to effectively treat autism within different circumstances where it emerges rather than striving for some kind of cure yeah in this sense actually by this time that's the that would have been the best thing all of this time Mm. to focus on mm-hmm. kind of thing so it's not really about this like oh how can we fix it? how can we do that it's more like, what can we do now in the moment rather than reaching behind for a cure well yeah it's also a medicine and science that's aiming at eliminating a certain kind of human experience rather than yeah. eliminating a certain kind of human suffering yeah um, because like it's 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 not a closed question that yeah. like autistic suffering comes from being autistic yeah right yeah. <laughs> like, like the suffering of autistic people yeah. in a particular society it's not a given very much comes in that society yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. not a given that that comes from some sort of inner defect like yeah. there, there is like a very very important 
um, uh, uh, like argument that that has been has been made consistently for a very long time yeah. period of time that it is uh, ableist societies that caused the suffering of disabled people rather yeah. than a, like a disability as conceived by uh, like a non-disabled or neurotypical person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always really interesting because loads of times autism wraps overlaps with. Um, do you know that it's reported that Hans Christian Andersen is thought to have been gay and autistic? Huh. Like and we like and then um, something I thought, but it's just also this idea. And that, you have a theory that Hegel was autistic. I right? have a theory that Hegel was autistic, and that's because if you look at his his, it's just from some throwaway comments and some things. But basically, he did his studies. Didn't do. I don't think he did fantastically well. And he basically became a high school teacher, and he was a high school teacher for like twelve years, basically. And then what happened was, is his um, and it's a very peculiar period of his life. No one ever talks about the fact he was just a high school teacher. He was just doing nothing. He basically, for all intents and purposes, was a dropout from intellectual society. And basically, his mother died and left him an inheritance so that he didn't have to. It was a modest inheritance, but he didn't have to work basically. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, that's a huge, fabulous amount of money, but like within the context of the time or whatever, he just didn't have to work anymore. And then he could just sit down and write, and he was like, hmm, I guess I'll write something. And then he wrote Phenomenology of the Spirit and completely redefined Western philosophy. Yeah. And it's very, it's also, it's funny because it's very similar to Albert Einstein, who is also thought to have been autistic, mm-hmm. who didn't do particularly well at the end of university or whatever. Worked, like, worked in a patent's office and just sort of like just bobbled around and didn't really do anything and then eventually kind of got his ship together and wrote the general theory of relativity and it mm-hmm. was a thing where it was like oh my god there was this complete like uh, perspective shift mm-hmm. and it's also quite similar to the story of Isaac Newton who mm-hmm. also basically was just a, a mad recluse and he's 90% of his writings were on alchemy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were completely insane and completely yeah. not relevant in any way, shape, or form to anything. But he also, in this other, in that process, he also came up with the the Newtonian model as well. Yeah, kind of thing. So there's a lot of interesting, and there's also it's interesting as well. Like, uh, and but, you know, this this sort of historical armchair diagnosis is kind of like it's it's interesting, like intellectual, like yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, kind of totally, thing. totally, yeah. Yeah, no, super interesting. But obviously, yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. You it's can't just... diagnose people that you've never met if you also are capable of... I mean, I'm pretty good. I managed to... I, 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 I armchair diagnosed Courtney Love as having autism because it's just autism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I saw, yeah. you, I saw you post that. Um, yeah. So what, one of the reasons that we wanted to talk about this is because this is an example of a conspiracy theory, right? Oh, yeah. Um, like, uh, because yeah. it's like, it's bad science uh, yeah. that was cooked up with like pernicious... Uh, intent yeah um, um, and uh, so but and then but like uh, and then it has spread um, and uh, like because there was it, there was existing conspiracy theories around uh, around yeah. vaccines and then it really sort of like provided fuel for that and then really has expanded it yeah and um, I think we're sort of the, like that's why it's 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 really topical at the moment because yeah. we really need uh, vac- we need uh, as many people to accept the vaccine as possible because mm. uh, that, that, like the COVID vaccine, um, yeah. because there are people who can't have vaccines for medical yeah. reasons, um, and they rely on uh, herd immunity coming from other people uh, mm. having those vaccines. So um, this is like why it's kind of like topical to talk about yeah. at the moment because there are various uh, pr- like conspiracy theories about uh, the COVID vaccines yeah. that um, like have been informed by this uh, like this. Uh, autism panic in the 90s yeah um, 
And where it's also this and just many, many other. It's just, it's it's this whole kind of like Frankenstein hodgepodge of it, yeah. which I really think it's really effectively expressed by James Bridle's term, like the new the new James Bridle, James Bridle, yeah, the mm-hmm. new the new Dark Age, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm endeavoured to buy this book very soon, so you'll hear a lot more about it. However, he basically says that the new Dark Age is coming from the fact that our world is becoming more and more complex, mm-hmm. whilst at the same time. Sources of traditional and trusted authority are becoming less and less trustworthy. Mm. So, for example, like I mean, a really great example of this is obviously the what we get receiving a, in in Britain. You're receiving a huge amount of information, whilst the BBC itself, which previously like the state media was like really nice and neutral, is only giving you a very specific, a very specific uh, angle that is like very neoliberal mm. and it fits in with a certain agenda. And like an example of this is they gave like a journalism award to J.K. Rowling's like transphobic ranting yeah, essay yeah, yeah. you know and that's because David Cameron replaced a bunch of people who work there with people from uh, the Murdoch press yeah kind of thing but the point is though is that this this something that you know you must just go and see hey what's the BBC saying on this mm. uh, that's a pretty good picture of what's going along there's mm. maybe this there's maybe that kind of thing but actually now it's like you know you can't trust this and you're also receiving huge amount of information and people don't even know anymore how to access trusted information Mm -hmm. and so there's something about i think a vaccine that's just very interesting in the way that it's literally a a penetrating needle that's coming into your arm to deposit this this scientific information this this uh recipe that it just it sends it causes people to just flare up yeah uh, in some way yeah and I think like we uh, <laughs> we talked about last time yeah uh, which you dear listeners didn't get to hear um, was that it was like, so it's important to uh, like it's also pointless and useless to um, uh, to um, uh, to scoff at people who are vaccines uh, like who, who do fall prey to conspiracy theories such as uh, vaccine like the various forms of vaccine mm. skepticism because you have to sort of ask yourself what is your motive when you intervene in uh, like a situation like that so yeah. if, if your motive is to feel more clever than someone who has made uh, a wrong yeah. decision or if your motive is to do what you can to support that person to get that vaccine so that we can all um, uh, like uh, one protect people who are vulnerable uh, for uh, yeah. for one reason or another and, and can't actually take the vaccine, and two uh, to to protect people from dying from this yeah. virus, um, uh, just like in general, um, like. If your motive is to like support people in making the right decision there, then it's worth paying attention to like where these where, where people's um, falling prey to conspiracy theories comes from. Yeah, and like, but also, but fundamentally, if you want to just scoff at someone about anything, you're just kind of being a cunt. Like, it's one of these things where I mean, I I love a good scoff, but yeah. also it's like like the thing is right is that it's very easy to scoff at someone who is skeptical about vaccines. Because you're like, oh, you're so ignorant. You don't know about this stuff without actually really knowing very much yourself. Yeah, exactly. At the same, right? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. This is it. And it's like, actually, it's like generally what's actually the best, most useful thing is just a swift, well-informed answer that comes about from doing research. Now, obviously, like that's some kind of work. So I'm not sat around doing the research, but it's like, it, and so I have, I, but I, you know, I used to do, I would like all the time be like, oh, it's like I would love to scoff at people yeah. without really knowing what was going on myself. Well, like what it usually, like it's, it's very often like it comes from like a vague sense of how something works without yeah. any sort of detailed information about it. And it yeah. is true that if you trust the pharmaceutical industry with, uh, looking <laughs> after, with uh, like, which yeah. is driven by profit, if you trust that industry to look after your interests without thinking about like, uh, versus the interest of profit, yeah, yeah, well, like just your interests, uh, full stop, like, yeah. like, like, 
if you trust them like unquestioningly to look after you, then you are an idiot. That is, yeah. that is true. <laughs> yeah. Like that, we, like it's patently obvious yeah. that the pharmaceutical industry does not operate based on uh, a principle of satisfying human need. Yeah. That's not how it works. It work, works based on a profit motive. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's, that's yeah. not, that's not a conspiracy. That's just, that's literally capitalism. It's very, like, very and that's open not even, facts. That's not, that's not a moral critique of capitalism it is literally just its stated aim yeah um and if and if we if we wanted pharmaceutical industry uh, like uh, pharmaceutical uh the pharmaceutical industry to operate based on human need free of the profit motive yeah we would take it into public control and i personally yeah. think that's what should happen but like to identify that that uh that that is how that works is not a conspiracy yeah. right it's just it's just looking at the facts yeah um now, um, I think a lot of the time that this uh, skepticism about vaccines takes this vague unease that we have. Yeah. And then rather than looking at the situation as it as it actually exists, like just taking that unease and then just uh, like latching on to like the easy, easiest or most available or loud, most loudly prolifera proliferated idea. Yeah. Um, or one that makes you feel special because it makes you part of a tiny group of res like a resistance cell or something like yeah. that. So like the like th that's that's kind of where that comes from it doesn't come out of nowhere it doesn't come just from like someone who is like an idiot right um, yeah but and so this means that like actually a lot of the time the uh the like the res the the way to counter this is through uh engagement and not talking down there's actually some some guidelines yeah. that are proposed by the center for disease center for disease control this in is the US. some motherfucking information for you and what was previously i don't know like i can't even like come up with a metaphor for how anarchic the First part of this episode was. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting down to business. We've we got down to business. That's the clock running down. But the, the steps are, and these are based on science, listen to their questions with empathy because very often they, like, if, they're, if you can convince them, they're probably going to have questions. And then you can ask open-ended questions to explore their concerns. So that not, uh, not like yes or no ones to try and back them into a corner, but to get them to actually articulate what their concerns are so that that's a precondition for you to be able to actually engage with them. Then you ask permission to share information with them. So that means that you're not just dumping information on people. Yeah. Uh, so you find out whether they're ready for it. And then you can help them find their own reason to get vaccinated. Because there are many reasons to be vaccinated. And if people have like uh, feel like they come to a particular reason that works for them, then that's good. And then you can help that make their vaccination ha happen. So you can help facilitate it. So all of this is far more useful than, uh, than just talking down to someone and uh, taking the opportunity to feel like you're smart, despite the fact that you know fucking nothing about molecular biology. Yeah, it's true. It's like this actual like coming out. I don't either, by the way. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I think it's just that we've all, like, I know that I definitely know, like, just been in a place. Uh, I know, really, uh, we just, we've had a, such a huge political discourse of, like, so, uh, you know, safe spaces and things that we've ripped apart previously. Yeah. Uh, but this idea that we've may actually... May they rest in peace. Yeah, may they rest in peace. Like, we've got to, you've basically just got to, like, just, to, it's this, like, the, uh, it's basically stepping out of your comfort zone to actually engage empathetically with someone who you disagree with mm -hmm. in service of not your own personal sense of fulfillment or liberation or all of these things, but because actually in that engagement, then something useful comes out of that. And that is what we actually need to do to build any form of solidarity. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, bam. And where this leads us, though, is that, um, like, because it's very often true that uh, that conspiracy theories, uh, like, can come about based on, uh, like, like through a vague sense of 
of something that might have some uh, like basis. Yeah. So in there's something. There's an idea that basically it's this idea that James Bridle talked about the idea of it's like computation. Who? James Bridle, mm-hmm. the thinker I mentioned before, he talks about the idea of computational thinking. It's the idea mm-hmm. that maybe we can build some kind of like we're used to building models of the world to understand the world. So a conspiracy theory tries to build like a little model yeah. of the world to then try and understand like the yeah. broader scope of things and stuff. Which is, uh, but it's also in that sense. So it's a yeah, it's it's silly because it's using it's a small obviously it's a smaller thing rather than engaging in the macro structure. Yeah, but it's a sort of thing. So like yeah, so because there is this um, uh, like it, it might have some sort of like it can relate to something that actually does exist. Very often yeah. they don't come just totally out of nowhere. Yeah, um, and so like with you know like the like the you know like the. the it was conspiracies about you know the UN or something uh, like trying to establish a like a global government and the Antichrist and I don't know all of this yeah. sort of bullshit. <laughs> like if this if we lived in a society that wasn't structured on um, on inequality and uh, domination, yeah. if we didn't live in that society, then I don't think that we would come up with those same uh, conspiracy theories. So when people say there is a, like a small group of people that's ruling the world, and very often this veers into anti-Semitic territory, yeah. um, like but like it is also true that there is like a minority uh like rule yeah. going on in terms of an international capitalist order and this is based on class rather than uh like like species or ethnicity yeah yeah, yeah. and so like um they like these these paranoid like uh conspiracies mm. um they like i think they they do have a relationship to uh the the, the material conditions uh in which they arise and so yeah. i wanted to 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 uh as we come uh to uh, uh, a gentle end uh, of this. We're not going to end it, are we? Yeah, no, we are. I want to do slow forever. <laughs> we uh, there actually is uh, like when it comes to vaccines, there is actually a, a real world scam. Oh yeah, there is. There's a shadowy cabal of yeah. evil people <laughs> sat in a room thinking about how to control the world. And, yeah, but this, like, they are not a shadowy yeah. cabal. That this is the <laughs> thing. This is the thing. This is the problem with conspiracy theories is that they think they they like they act as though it would be necessary. <laughs> they bring a flashlight when all they really need to do is look around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they act as though there's this great uh, like conspiracy to hide the way things are. There's like this gigantic like, aristocratic hall of the countryside with a gigantic ball happening of yeah. the bourgeoisie and they're like outside in the woods like Fox Mulder being like, I think we're on to something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Turn exactly. around. Yeah, exactly. So like the thing is that the ruling classes, they don't actually make much of an effort to hide the facts. <laughs> yeah, they effort to hide. <laughs> that, 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 that they exist in they're there um, yeah. and uh, like and so like um, uh, there is uh, like what if like what uh, like a real world uh, conspiracy uh, when it comes to vaccines and it yeah. has nothing to do with autism <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do Damn. With, it has nothing to do with microchips or anything like that there is this real world conspiracy called intellectual property right yeah. and this is where this is where the the something as ephemeral and uh, and and fleeting and uh, and illusory as an idea becomes yeah. property becomes a commodity so it mm. becomes an object to be bought sold and traded yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on the world market right and, it's, and, so, and the artificial creation of scarcity as well because capitalism needs scarcity to function yeah. so there are these the intellectual property is then creating what only certain people have access to an idea which can be freely exchanged it's a piece of data that can be reproduced infinitely at well, no it's not cost. even a data it's not even a piece of data right like yeah. because it's like it's literally just a couple of neurons firing yeah like 
So like da- even data is an abstraction of it because that's a computer yeah. doing something similar. But yeah. it's like it's 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 a biological function. Can you imagine putting an in, like intellectual property on like other biological functions? I mean, like, we, we just bo- produce a big pile of intellectual property right now. Well, it's also it's like this boner is IP protected. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like no one else can have this boner. Yeah. Um, I don't know why the first thing I thought of is I think I know why the first. Thing yeah, I, I think we can. Boner. You know, yeah. that's uh, that, yeah, yeah. I'm I think we it. we yeah. all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so what is happening is that uh, it's because like, you're not having any sex. <laughs> oh no, I'm not having no sex. Yeah, yeah. I'm, some sex. I'm having some sex. Okay, so there are Just limited the rights. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas um, I'm out here put my shit on Creative Commons, only no one's using it. Fuck's yeah. sake. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's happened is that the way that vaccines and lots of other things. Uh, like the, a lot of this research comes from uh, like the run of the, a lot of the research is publicly funded, right? So, yeah. uh, but the results of of, uh, of uh, pharmaceutical research mm. are covered by intellectual property rights, and mm-hmm. these are regulated internationally. So mm. this is uh, the World Trade Organization has been a big uh, big part of this. So like part of like um, entering the international sort of like uh, like trade uh, like ecosphere yeah. is that you have to respect this thing called intellectual property rights, which is that if a certain company or person or whatever yeah. claims uh, the intellectual property rights to something, yeah. then ever, no one else is allowed to like use that idea, yeah. right? And to steal it is a crime and something like this. <laughs> so even though governments funded, uh, like a lot of this, uh, a lot of, the, um, I don't know whether it's a majority, but a large chunk of the research for uh, for these various corona vaccines came from governments, came mm-hmm. from populations like the, yeah. like from everyday people from yeah, uh, like yeah. the tax money of everyday from our people. social our social our social well social well-being yeah a we lot said, of that yeah. came from like came from uh, like contributions of everyday people rather than uh, these altruistic companies yeah um despite the fact that it was funded by the people the vaccine the idea of how to the recipe for the vaccine yeah uh, belongs to individual companies like Pfizer Moderna yeah. and stuff like that so uh, since last year, yeah. So, so what the, the result of that is that there are numerous facilities throughout the world, including uh, especially in the global south, yeah. that have the capacity to produce vaccines. Yeah. And at the moment, they are not because mm. they they these uh, because the people that own these uh, facilities mm. don't hold the intellectual property rights or yeah. the permission to make those vaccines. Mm. And so people are dying and it's like, and, and, and uh, disproportionately, like hugely in the global South, yeah. people are dying. There's an, there's an, there's another COVID wave that's going through uh, Africa at the moment. Yeah. Um, the, the Delta variant is uh, has running wild in India. Um, and India and South Africa have been pushing since last year mm-hmm. uh, through the World Trade Organization to get a waiver on these vaccine patents, which yeah. would mean that that intellectual property is freed up and people can use that. Yeah. Uh, and, they, uh, and that would also have meant, if that had been waived last year, yeah. then that would have meant that the global, uh, like a number of places in the global south could have been producing many, many more vaccines to the point where Europe and the US would have been vaccinated quicker. So yeah. it would have been better for everyone. It was in literally every 
everyone's interest except for the people who own those patents. And yeah. that would be a temporary waiver. So it it's would a be very like, small amount of people. Yeah. yeah. And so this is, we're talking about <laughs> this like shadowy cabal. Yeah. Like, well, you compare the number of people to the global population. Yeah. But the like... thing is, there's a meme going around that's like the people ruining the world have names and addresses, and here yeah. they are. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like, like the, the, this, this isn't like some shadowy secret, right? Unless mm. they're holding all these shell companies, which the international, uh, like international capitalism does allow. But yeah. But anyway, I digress. So in order to get, and it would also be possible to do, if you wanted to compromise, which I never do, but if you wanted to compromise, it would be possible to to put on a vaccine waiver for the duration of the pandemic uh, so that afterwards those property rights would revert back to uh, the the people that, you know, basically stole uh, public money in order to, (laughs) like to to patent a vaccine. So this, in in this situation, um, uh, the uh, Biden. So, what, what's required in order for that pa- vaccine uh, patent waiver to happen would mm. be unanimous so- uh, support from the World Trade Organization, uh, its Commission on Interne- Intellectual Property Rights, and so every every country, which is almost all countries, yeah. would need to agree to this. Almost all countries do. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, uh, but uh, and then, uh, but like the rich countries uh, have been saying no. Yeah. Up until recently, and like the, the small majority of rich countries, yeah. um, and so what has happened is that India and South Africa have been uh, have been uh, pushing the case for these vaccine uh, vaccine uh, vaccine patent uh, to be wavered, and everyone's ignored it. As a result, the Delta variant has gone wild through yeah. uh, through India. There's huge numbers of people who are uh, sick and dead. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is also spread to a number of other countries because that's what variants do. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's been a catastrophe. Well, it's also like, that the, the, these variants are allowed to spread continuously like this and stuff like that. They will eventually come back to the countries. Yeah, well, it's, it's the dominant variant in the UK. Yeah, and exactly. Like, yeah. And in Australia, there has been a breakout of, uh, of a Delta variant as well. Yeah. Like, the, the, this idea that these... that The idea that, that wealthy countries in service of a, a tiny number of people's pursuit of profit yeah. can isolate coronavirus yeah. um, inside the global south uh, and, and then protect the profits of this tiny number of people is pure fiction. Yeah, but there's also this kind of like very, very arrogant, it's very, okay, so I can say it very exactly in Britain, which is this like British complacent, like a very like Anglo-Saxon complacency where it's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, I've got my, I'm, I'm bored of the pandemic. I don't want it to be going on anymore. And I've got my vaccine. So everything's fine. Yeah. Like uh, there's this mentality as well, which uh, everyone wants, which is everyone just wants to get like the magic bullet, the vaccine or whatever, and then just goes to, uh, straight back to life as normal rather than actually having to engage in any form of compassion mm-hmm. as to the collective human experience within this is their own individual isolated case as well. So there's also, this is the great demand for, this is, the, what are the populations are also saying in the majority of these places as well, or at least in Britain. Yeah, I actually think that the majority of people are for uh, vaccine waivers. Yeah, I, I think everyday people. Oh uh, yeah, for I know, but they don't. Waivers. They don't. They also they aren't. They also it's basically people who are like I just want to get my vaccine so I can get back to normal life, and that's why the Delta variant is the most common one in Britain so far because everyone's got their vaccine and then they're just not taking it seriously anymore because they're bored of it and they want it to be over. I don't know. I wouldn't blame everyday people. I like, of course, like people can be imperfect, and there is a certain kind of like uh, colonial. Oh okay, uh, yeah, yeah, colonial, yeah. There's a bit of political like, mismanagement, sup- of supremacy idea, yeah. like going on, but like, uh, like. I wouldn't. I wouldn't distract uh, like blame from like the, yeah. the like the totally negligent um, uh, like response to 
uh, COVID that the British government has had. Mm. But but like but I also I also agree yeah. that what you described is is real yeah. and is a problem. But yeah. I um I'd rather um. <laughs> point the gun directly at uh, like uh, Boris Johnson's face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but so what has happened, uh, was it last month or the month before? I don't even know when, I think it was last month. Uh, Biden has come out, the US has come out in support of uh, waiving uh, these uh, patents uh, yeah. for, for the vaccines. Now, this was a big turnaround that a lot of people did not expect. Yeah. Um, and uh, it has meant that the, uh, the, uh, the Commission on Intellectual Property Rights at the World Trade Organization met on the 8th, on, on the 8th and 9th. Um, and uh, they have said that they're, they're t- talking about the intellectual property rights waiver. They've, they're beginning the, uh, the process to see uh, if they could yeah. find, con- uh, find consensus and consensus of all 164 members of this commission would need to agree. Yeah. Um, there is a bit of a problem because the EU seems to be dragging its feet on this one. And it's yeah. like, it's possible, very possible that they will oppose and therefore veto it. Um, and the European Commission, it's important to note, is not directly elected. Yeah. So this is, this is, this is not directly elected. Uh, it is the executive branch of the EU. So the executive branch of the US is like the president, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the European uh, like equivalent of an office, like it's obviously not as powerful as the president in the US, but they have a huge amount of power. They are not directly elected. Yeah. However, the, uh, the European Parliament is. Mm. And so this, uh, the European Parliament recently vo- voted in favour of a resolution that included an amendment calling on the EU to endorse the South African and Indian, Indian proposal for a waiver. Um, this was led by the left group, uh, which includes Germany's Die Linke, um, uh, and Spain's Podemos and La France Insoumise from <laughs> La France. Um, so it was non-binding because the commission makes the decision, but the European Parliament, which actually has some relationship to the will of the people, yeah. uh, is for this. Because no no large population is going to, is going to unless they've been very, very well fooled by, uh, yeah. by a very well-organised uh, billionaire takeover the media, which has happened, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, is going to vote for death on a scale of millions to make one guy richer, right? Yeah. Or but a it, couple of guys richer. So um, I think it, it begs this question, like, what's, what's like, going why on? Why is that happening? Yeah. And it's a very, very simple answer because it's all available in the public domain, which is that the Europe- European Federation of Pharmaceutical Industries and Associations, which is the industry's top trade group on the continent, whose members include vaccine makers Pfizer, AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson, spent between 5.25 and 5.49 million on lobbying EU officials, according to EU disclosures, um, and this sum was the eighth highest amount reported by any lobbying organization in 2020. Uh, and with, with the presence uh, in, uh, they have a presence in the European Parliament and an office in Brussels. And they, this group says that its top priority is intellectual property protection. Uh, yeah. So this... So intellectual properties, right, lobby has been like literally throwing money at these people. And yeah. now they're like, hmm, we don't think we should waiver this thing yeah. because of due process. Yeah, that's and that's not... That's not a conspiracy. That is literally how the European, yeah. uh, the European Commission works. Yeah. And so if you're going to get really upset about any conspiracy with vaccines, then you need yeah. to get upset about the very clear and visible and, and 
and factual problems with vaccines, which is yeah. that there are there are a tiny, tiny number of people who stand to make a huge amount of profit mm. by letting millions of people die yeah. and making sure that these that the that these vaccine patents are retained. Yeah. And this tiny number of people is spending a large a large number of money on getting an unelected body in the European Union yeah. to veto the process whereby millions of lives could be saved. And that is a real scandal. Yeah, it's completely 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 fucked. It's completely fucked. That is the scandal. And it's ah uh, yeah, it's really funny actually. Like this not funny haha. But just I like, had assumed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very much, this is, uh, yeah, it's also, it's just the, the thing in which that basically that there's just so many, there's just so many conflicting, you know, demands or sort of sources within these things, which is like, oh, there's stuff inside the vaccine. It's like, uh, where there's so many different, there's, I think that there's one of the biggest things with the conspiracy theories is that they, I'm even getting confused saying it, is it's like, the world is so confusing. I fully believe that the people who are the people that we look to, to think that, oh, you're this billionaire, or you're this, or you must actually be controlled, is probably just looking at the world and is just as confused as any of us are. Like, I think that there's also as I well- I wonder. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think that, um, that they'll just be like, oh my God, like, I, I think that they're just like, I think that lots of these people see themselves as just people who are just, you know, just trying to honestly do what they're honestly doing. Bill Gates probably does think that. Yeah. But I think that I think that what the, what they have is that they that they're blinded by a different uh, by an ideological um, view mm. of the world. There's like a reified view of the world, which yeah. is that like they believe this high, like this idea that you know like the yeah. like survival of the fittest uh, like logic of of capitalism and that it is a real force for good and yeah. that it just in the same way that like kings probably did really believe in the divine right of kings. Yeah. Um. So I don't think that I like. Yeah, but I, I think yeah. they do. Say, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff Bezos clearly, clearly understands his own power. Oh yeah, I think absolutely. Right, yeah. Um, but like, clearly, it seems to think that it's a good thing. Yeah, it's also so. But I think he probably. And I think that it would be a good thing to see him roasting above a fire. Absolutely, set yeah, by his employees. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. But I think he probably still thinks of himself as like, hey, you know, I started a business out of my parents' garage, and you yeah. know, I'm a self-made billionaire kind of yeah. thing. Hey, anyone can do it if they just work hard enough, kind of thing. And like, like starting a business in your parents' garage, that is a very unattractive thing, and I would not admit to admit to that. Yeah, that's just, a very unsexy idea. Yeah, it's very unsexy. Like idea. not like just the idea of starting a business and a parents' garage. Yeah. Like two of those things, like they just don't go together. And I like have lost the intellectual property rights to that boner I was talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live in my mom's garage. Yeah, living in your parents' garage is fine. <laughs> That's fine. No, it's I'm not. I'm not. I'm Let not, me tell you right now, living in your parents' garage is not fine. Well, yeah, like, okay, like, I, I can see how it wouldn't be very fun. I'm not, but I'm not like I'm not like judging people. Oh, but you don't for, need to be judging. Yeah, no. no. But the starting, experience is its own starting judgment. Starting a business <laughs> in your parents' garage—that sucks. Grow yeah. up. Grow up and fuck off. Yeah, like if you need somewhere to stay and you're staying with your parents, that's absolutely fine. People need to live. You don't need to start a business <laughs> in your parents' garage. <laughs> like you need to move out and you need to stop letting your yeah. girlfriend do all of your laundry. Letting, making your girlfriend do all of oh. your laundry. Like, like it's, it's exactly that kind of thing where it's just, ah, oh, I just, I just find it so unsexy. Be like, oh my God. And it's not even like he had to work so hard. He pissed himself either, the fucking bastard. Yeah. Have you ever pissed yourself? I pissed myself and also shut myself a little bit when I was living in that garage that I just mentioned. And it was shortly after I'd failed university and I was like, this is the lowest moment. 
of <laughs> of my life. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't even involve drugs. Didn't even involve drugs. No, it was wow. just, yeah, that was it. And I was just like, at that point, I was just like, I had a pee bucket as well uh, in the front part of the garage. But I, it was just like, it was just a very confusing time. And, uh, and yeah, and, uh, and I decided to turn my life around from there. And <laughs> look at you now. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't pissed myself in a while. <laughs> I am impressed. I have to say, I'm impressed. Almost every time before I uh, go on stage to perform, I just become convinced that I'm going to piss myself. Are you serious? Yeah, that I'm just going to lose total control of my bladder. I'm like, I don't remember the last time. I think I was a child. I hope I was a child. Or I'm just really say. wasted. I have never really lost control of my bladder or bowels because I was wasted. But you remember. Well, I it's actually, it was always a thing that I was like, if I ever lose control of my bowels, I will, um, I will stop drinking and stop taking drugs. Yeah. Like completely. I was like, I will not be able to handle that. One time. Someone, and it never happened. Yeah. yeah. One time this old club kid like shat themselves on my birthday and, uh, it was, we were just like laughing at this for a while. And then later on they confronted me about it and they tried to blame me for, uh, giving them a dodgy pill. <laughs> and they said that, and I was like, I was like, everyone, I was like, everyone else, did, like everyone, uh, not that we were taking pills, but everyone else took these pills and uh, they were fine. And <laughs> like, and it was years later and I basically had to, yeah. And then I, I watched this person's face just change. Uh, well, you know what they say, a bad shitter always blames his pills. <laughs> <laughs> Vaccines. Vaccines! So it's been a pleasure to do uh, slurry with you again, Oozing Gloop. I think we have yeah. left no stone unturned. It's our longest slurry yet. It's <laughs> and, uh, and we thank you very much, dear readers. Uh, readers? Readers. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I'm reading us the filth right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you fucking clueless assholes thinking you can run a podcast. <laughs> well, I, I challenge you to do a better job. Actually, I would love, I would very yeah. much, yeah. If you want to start a podcast and it's really great, please send it to us uh, at slurryspeaks at gmail.com. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, yeah. If you feel like donating uh, to help us pay for the hosting, uh, like, vibes, uh, then uh, you can do that <laughs> at the PayPal link that's in the description. Such a creative term for expenses. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the uh, and uh, for some of the sources for the discussion today you can find in the description. Uh, very, very late notice disclaimer. Uh, we take no responsibility for the truth uh, and or fiction uh, that we have uh, con- uh, purveyed to you with our heavenly voices today. Yeah, apart from Autistic Nation now. Yeah. Yeah, that's obviously true. <laughs> um, so we will see you next month. Uh, we will be in a show. Uh, at Sophie- oh my god, we're going to be in a show! Yeah, at Sophie and Zella in uh, July! In, in July, on the 7th of July. It's called Too Much and I'm sure you can guess why. <laughs> Uh, we will both be in a get tickets go on sale on the 21st of June and uh, we will see you there live IRL yeah and we will do our best not to shit and piss ourselves before walking on stage oh but now you've tempted me <laughs> it's been a pleasure to do this with you isn't it? it's been a pleasure Olympia I'll see you next month bye bye <laughs>